0: did lots of other things uh, in the practice but now we're back and today I'm very excited uh, to bring back uh, Amanda our, f- our fabulous uh, skin therapist and does everything aesthetics and almost everything uh, also office management uh, at the watershed Portland location uh, hey hey Amanda say hi
1: hello.
0: It's so uh, so good to hear from you again. Um, now we've we've talked about a few things with you on this podcast, but today, um, you know, I mean, I, I've had a few ideas, but you just came back from a, a big event, an eminence training, and I thought it might be fun just to start there because uh, a lot of uh, our our patients and and even our colleagues are often wondering what are we up to, you know, what 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 is it that's happening for us both in training and of course in life. But uh, you just did this huge; it's a regional training, right?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and as you know, continuing education is so essential to everyone's practice at watershed wellness. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it happens twice a year. And, uh, when I say regionals, uh, you know, it's, it's a big educational event, uh, All the estheticians uh, in the Portland and Vancouver area that use Eminence Organic Skincare, which is the skincare line that we work with at Watershed Wellness, uh, they make it to this regional event, and it's all-day education, uh, product knowledge. Uh, We did focus on something pretty uh, unique this time, though, at this last regional.
0: Okay. Well, tell me about that first, and then I'll ask you more questions. (laughs)
1: Yeah. here we go. Uh, Yeah. So – you know, uh, anyone who's had a facial from me knows that facial massage is kind of the cornerstone of my practice. Yeah. And uh, this time they focused on Hungarian facial massage techniques. Uh, so uh, instead of lots of product knowledge this time, it was a very hands on training um, yeah, it was great, you know, and it really took me back to I've been working with Eminence Organic Skincare for 13 years and people ask me where I learned how to do facial massage and going to a training like that made me realize that um, you know, it's developed over the years but a lot of those manipulations that I use uh Come from Eminence Organic Skincare Massage Trainings.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, Yeah, it was nice to return to that. Uh, You know, and as you know, I'm the only esthetician at uh, Watershed Wellness. Yes. So it's it's really nice for me to be surrounded by other estheticians, so that I can talk shop.
0: Totally, totally. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder, I wonder about that because, uh, you know, the Chinese medicine practitioners, we kind of have a little, a little camaraderie there. And then the massage therapist and you're kind of isolated there. Um, and, but of course, you know, at least like this is interesting because it's one of those intersections, right? That we talk about so much at Watershed, like a place where you and the kind of body workers, you know, even if like they don't do a lot of facial massage, of course, and that's pretty much all you do, face, face and kind of upper, upper you know, upper body. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Like that, that that's one place where there's like an intersection and just like your, uh, eminence organic skincare is kind of an intersection with all the herbalists in the practice. So that's, yeah. and that's what I like so much about your practice. So this, this facial massage thing though, and, and we'll talk more about the eminence training here in a sec, but, uh, first of all, the Hungarian piece, I'm sure people are like, what are, <laughs> why Hungarian? But that's where eminence is from, right?
1: That's where eminence is from. Yeah, that's correct
0: and 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 do they have i'm just very curious are they do they have a does the, i don't know anything about hungary you know uh, but what is it is there just like a strong spa culture there or something or is it just happened to be this one company is from there
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. Um, uh, You know, uh, spa and beauty and health and wellness culture, um, you know, there's many different variations of that around the world. Uh, Korean spa culture is huge. Hungary is widely considered to be the number one country for spa culture. Um, Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you why. It's kind of interesting. Uh, In uh, Budapest, which is the capital of Hungary... Right? Yes.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. Uh
1: it's one of their bigger cities. I'm pretty sure it's their it's their capital. Anyways. Um you know, uh instead of these town squares where everybody hangs out, they have these central baths that are in the middle of the city.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And they're filled with thermal spring water. Um uh which is kind of cool. And so, you know, instead of getting together for a cup of coffee, people like to get together and soak and, you know, everyone has their own routine and their own regimen with skincare. And, you know, what we consider to be high maintenance here is a way of life in Hungary. So,
0: yeah, interesting. pretty cool. Cool. So, so anything else about the, the regional training that was super interesting or that you want to share?
1: Uh yeah, I mean it's always fun to go and play with the products. Uh again, like the biggest piece for me is getting to talk to other estheticians, you know, so I don't feel like I'm the lone wolf, uh, you know, trying to carve out a practice here at the clinic. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. yeah. So one of the things we did want to talk about that kind of follows up uh, on that is, um, and I mean, we could talk about eminence all day. And one thing I do want to note, uh, depending on when people are listening to this podcast is we're going to start um, on the social media accounts anyway, and probably also on the, on the blog, talking a little bit more about the actual ingredients of, of some of these products, just to help people understand. I think people, most of the people who come to our clinics really love self-education. You know, they love to learn about the products that are being used. They love to learn about the modalities. And so that'll be coming soon too. So, you know, and we could talk about MNS a lot. Um, but, but one thing I, I you know, we, I want to go back to the facial massage piece because one of the things I really wanted to impress upon people um, who are listening, is how unique your practice is. Now, I haven't had a lot of facials, but I have had facials from you. And I've talked to a lot of people in the clinic, uh, including patients, who have been kind of have remarked to me about how special your practice is. Now, part of that is just your experience, right? Like you've been doing it for a long time. Uh, so, of course, just with experience comes Unique factors. Uh, and part of that is your personality, right? You're fun, you're fun to talk to. And it, what's interesting is that you combine that kind of fun atmosphere with also, um, just a lot of care, you know, but your, your practice seems really unique. And aside from using eminence, which is somewhat unique, at least in the area, uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about this facial massage piece. Just like, why, why do you do that? anyway and and yeah. how did that become part of your practice i mean you said that it's part of them and his trainings but like why did you pick that up and and what does it mean to you and
1: sure yeah uh i mean there's a couple there's probably three key components to my practice right so when i when i say cornerstone of my practice you know i i talk about like three elements maybe that are really important one of them is facial massage uh, the second piece is definitely education. Um, clients really want to know what's going on with their skin. They don't. They just don't want to relax and enjoy a treatment. They want to be informed. Uh, you know, and I think the other piece of it too is, uh, yeah, maybe my personality. Maybe uh-huh. most people, I think, like my personality. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's
1: for everybody.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, nothing's for everybody, right? It's true.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the facial massage element, though, I'll tell you this. Traditionally in aesthetics or skincare, A lot of facials are performed by estheticians and they're sitting down for the treatment. Um, and they don't always involve a lot of facial massage. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, brushes, uh, and masks and, uh, really light applications of products. But, uh, the reason I chose to focus on facial massage with my practice is because, uh, the more uh, the more supple and the more warm your skin is, the more uh, pliable your muscles are, and we're talking about facial muscles, of course. Uh, the the more uh, your skin is able to better receive the benefits of the products that I'm using is what sure. it comes down to. Sure, so. that
0: makes sense. It's also su- just super relaxing. I mean, for me, because getting any kind of, you know, being paid attention to in that way is sometimes a little bit uncomfortable for me anyway. And I know it is for some other people too. And like, it's, it is a very relaxing kind of a thing that I think it just really helps to, to kind of get you into the flow of the treatment and, and it feels, you know, it feels good. And it's not something like, even if you get massaged, usually your face is actually being smashed into the into the you know face rest, uh, rarely do you get any kind of facial massage when you go and get a, a regular massage. So it's really, I find it really nice. Um, uh,
1: I think it's important to mention actually uh, with the facial massage or any kind of massage element. Um, I think I've recognized over the 13 years that I've been doing skincare that people can feel awkward when they're getting a relaxing. Uh, service like that, especially when there's a lot of uh, intimate touch involved. Sure, um, sure. You know, and so I think it's been really important to me to make sure that all of my services are mindful and that it feels like there's an intent and a purpose behind that. So sure. for, so for this percentage of people that don't feel comfortable getting an intimate treatment like that, they know that they're getting it and it, and it feels like something is happening instead of
0: it just being relaxing. Just random. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I, and one of, one other thing that's kind of unique that maybe gets back to the personality or maybe just gets back to kind of more than that, I guess. Um, is this kind of you? You have in conversation with me used this concept of a no frills approach, which is so funny, right? Because we think of facials in general as a frill, right? Like most people would think of it as sure not you know not something that is like a central part of care. And I know you would disagree with that pretty heavily. Um, but what what do you mean when you say no frills approach? Like, what what do you actually mean by that?
1: You know, uh, so my approach to skincare, which uh, you just mentioned, is kind of a no frills, no fuss approach, meaning that I've I've tried to take the spa element out of skincare, uh, treating skincare as a, bas- a basic health, right, instead of just a, a relaxing service that people with, you know, a six figure income can afford, you know, right. this, this needs to be. An approach that's for everybody, and everyone deserves to feel and look their best in their skin, and everyone deserves to be educated on it. And so, totally, that's, that's kind of what I mean by a no frills, no fuss. Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense. And you know, it's funny because the product, Eminence, going back to that, is it, not cheap, but ultimately, because you use so little and the quality is so high, that it ends up, I've, I mean, based on you know, again, I'm not a big skincare guy, but I have talked to lots of patients, and, and of course, uh, some of our colleagues, and they feel that like. Like for the money, it's it's uh, you're you're almost saving a ton of money because you're not wasting a lot of money on fillers and you know and just low quality stuff, which I think a lot of people do.
1: Oh, completely. I mean, it's it's as simple as a as a money breakdown, right? So look at an over the counter cleanser that cost fifteen to twenty dollars, right? And it'll it'll last you. 30 to 40 days if you're washing sure. your face once a day, right? Then right. you have you have an Eminence cleanser that's, you know, $39 that's going to last you 3 to 4 months as opposed to right. 30 to 40 days. I mean, so if you do the math, it's actually the same amount of money for some of the over-counter stuff versus the high-end stuff.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. And that, I mean, I guess, I guess we find that to be true of a lot of high quality products, right? Even herbs. It's like, if you use really high quality herbs, then you actually need less in right. order to get the effect, you know, so yeah. it's not, it's not like it's surprising, but I do think there's sometimes a little bit of sticker shock that people go through. But once, once you actually use the product, you're like, oh wow, like I c- cannot imagine uh, ever, you know, ever using anything else you know
1: that's why these podcasts are so great though like the more information we can get out to everybody regarding you know uh less is more and you know quality herbs and quality ingredients uh the more information we put out there you know hopefully it, it reaches the public in a more wide angle
0: yeah um Okay, so just I have a couple more questions, and then if you have anything else you'd like to talk to in this uh, more general way, I'd, I'd I'd love to hear it. But uh, one one thing, just uh, on eminence, I always like to, because especially when we sing the praises of something so constantly, um, I I like to kind of, you know, I think people can feel like. We're not be, we're being disingenuous because we're just talking about how great something is. But but are there any things that like you wish were different about Eminence products or about the company or anything like that that you just you know that sometimes you're like ah you know I wish it was it was different. Like for for me it's that they retired my favorite uh, that's the sun cream. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad about that. Um, but but I understand you know companies have to you know they they have different reasons that they they go through different product cycles but is there anything for you that you just wish or that you wish would change or you see changing
1: totally yeah i mean so it's worth mentioning eminence has been around since 1958 uh you know their north american base is in uh vancouver bc you know they're from hungary all these great things like the products are amazing they speak for themselves uh yeah i mean as a company though i've been with them for 13 years and i think in any 13 year relationship, things come up that aren't savory.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh,
1: You know, one of them is, uh, I mean, one of the biggest complaints I have is that they retire some of their classic products.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Maybe that's just a product of me not being always comfortable with change. Uh, They also, um, uh, one of their, one of their classic marketing, uh, schemes, um, what I say scheme, I just mean angle, uh, is that they, uh, They rely really heavily on celebrity endorsements, which to me has always, it's just been, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, (laughs) like, you know, we have clients that come to us that are informed, you know, I would say most of our, most of our listeners and most of our audience is probably somebody that, you know, has an idea of what they're looking for. And, you know, it, it is, it's a little more educated and, you know, to me, it just, it's just, it's so, uh. Uh, it's a little insulting, you know, like, I don't care what products like Channing Tatum is using. I don't care like what Madonna is using. And it, right. should, it should be said that the company doesn't pay them to do endorsements, but huh. they definitely do send them care packages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if you love it, just fill out this survey that we happen to include with your gift. Like, right. so it's a little corny, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, I guess they wouldn't do that if it didn't work somehow, but, but it is, you know, and especially in the Channing Tatum example, that's a little bit more interesting to me only because I think facials and skincare in general is something that men don't normally think about. And so, so seeing kind of this big, strong dude who has this, you know, kind of reputation, um, I think, I, I guess I can see it there because it's like okay, well, if he'll do it, then maybe it makes sense for me, you know. Well,
1: like, and I I have to scale back and remember that I live in the Pacific Northwest, and right, <laughs> they're reaching a demographic that spans like the entire world, right? You know? It's working it, somewhere. It's just not my cup of tea.
0: <laughs> totally, I I totally get it. Yeah, I I find that really cheesy too. So it's kind of funny, um, and now actually, what talking about Channing Tatum, hilariously enough, uh, brings me to kind of the last big question I had. Um, and maybe we've talked about this before, but I still think it bears repeating because again, like I, one of the things I want to do in, in terms of promoting your practice and, and really getting, you know, getting the, what you, you do out to more people is is because I feel like the way that you do it is such that like anybody can benefit. And I'm not saying that other estheticians don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on anybody else, but I am just saying that I feel like there is this kind of uh, sense that. You know, facials are for people with a whole lot of money, and you know, skincare is is mostly for women, and you know, this 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 kind of a thing. And I just wondered, you know, are there groups of people that you really wish would take more advantage of your services, or people that you feel like you could really help that that maybe you don't see as much? Because I just think that'd be interesting, maybe for some folks to hear. Men,
1: men. <laughs> Yeah. Men need to be coming in to get facials uh yeah. I've been working really hard to to break into this demographic um and you know it's funny uh i I think the most important part of breaking into that demographic is getting men to realize what a facial is um most of the time it's getting uh you know a partner or somebody in here uh, of a female client that I have, and one hundred percent of the time that I have male clients. They always tell me after they're done with the treatment, they say, well, I had no idea that's what a facial was. <laughs> they, just, yeah. just they, they just don't know, you know? Yeah. And so that's, that's definitely one of the demographics I'm trying to break into. I'd also really love to treat more, uh, children. Hmm. You know, getting getting those good skincare practices into place at an early age uh, is something that my my mother did for me. And, and oh. it obviously had a big impact on <laughs> me because yeah. I'm 13 years into a skincare practice. So, right. Right. Yeah. So getting, you know, and I've had a couple parents uh, or, you know, clients of mine who are parents reach out and, you know, let me know, like, hey, like, it'd be so cool if you could tell. So and so, how to wash their face? Because they won't listen to me because I'm their mom. So if they hear if they hear it from somebody more cool than their mom, then uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it'll stick.
0: Maybe it'll stick, right? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, gosh, that just actually brings me to one maybe one topic we can finish up with. Um, for anybody who is interested in listening to this, like, what, would you just really quick walk me through, like, how would you describe what a facial really is? Because I actually, now that I think about it, before I came in for a facial, I had no idea. I I think what I envisioned was almost like a makeup thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I and I imagine like maybe I mean, we've all seen the spa pictures of like a, a woman on her back on a massage table with like some green stuff on the face and like some rocks on their face or something like that. And like, you know, so like what what actually like just your, you know, the classic kind of regular facial that you do like what what actually goes into that
1: yeah right okay so so a basic facial step by step right yeah uh yeah so uh, a, a facial is a service that is designed to uh cleanse tone treat and nourish the skin uh so with that you have a a cleansing ritual which is me washing your face for you but a, a much more grandiose version than <laughs> how you would wash your face at home Seriously. uh uh, an exfoliation uh, treatment, so uh, products to get the dead skin off so that your skin can breathe and function. Um, of course, the facial massage component to tighten and tone and lift facial muscles. Uh, there's also a detox element to facials. Um, you know, So if you are experiencing puffiness in your face uh, or your complexion is a little uneven, your skin is a little more red than it normally is, uh, facial massage can actually help to drain any stagnant fluid from the face which would result in a more clear and even complexion, um, you know, and getting into that a little more, there's a, a mask treatment, uh, depending on what your conditions are. If you have acne, if you have uneven skin tone or texture, sure. uh, if you're concerned about aging, um, the masking portion of the facial is kind of tailored to whatever condition you are looking to treat today kind of comes into it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and, the basics. Yeah. And you, uh, you, that, I mean, I think that's actually really important that, just like most of our services at Watershed, like it's custom. It's not like you do just like one facial to rule them all, right? Like you do you do different things based on what that person comes at you with. Because I do think there is some concern. Like I was just talking to a patient the other day who was interested in getting a facial, but they've had uh, experiences in the past, bad experiences in the past, because of a condition they have, and and so I was trying to explain to them that you don't just like do one facial, but that there you have multiple ways that you adapt them, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's actually it's the ethical duty of estheticians everywhere, or um, it's supposed to be, to uh, check in with with your client at every uh, every facial. You know, no facial should be different. It's it depends on what's going on with you at that at that time,
0: right? Cool. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to talk about uh, while we, we're on the phone? I mean, obviously we'll uh, talk about some other topics in the future. I'm hoping that maybe, uh, especially because you do these seasonal variations, you know, where you'll go out in the forest and <laughs> chop, chop things down and, you know, do I cool really, stuff
1: and... I do that. I do do that.
0: <laughs> it's so cool and, and incorporate that stuff into your facials. Uh, so maybe uh, when the next one comes, we could talk specifically about that one. But is there anything else just in general you want to share with folks before we finish up?
1: Nope. I think we'll save skincare and foraging for a springtime podcast. And uh, I'm really – I'm stoked that you you had me on today.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for for being here and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Talk to you soon.